Today's episode of the Stepping Up Podcast is brought to you by the Stepping Up Planner, Intentional Living for the Ambitious Woman. This planner was created out of necessity at the very beginning of the 2020 pandemic. As a working mom myself, I had to navigate my own schedule, my kids' schedule, virtual school schedule, along with my husband working from home as well. I needed a place where I could not only organize what was happening and when, but also where I could take care of my own self-care, creating new habits, creating new opportunities for myself. With this 90-day planner, you will get a monthly planning and intention setting. You get a place to put in your monthly goals and manifestations, and then as well as a review at the end of the month to see where you did well, where you didn't go well, where you want to change moving forward. Each week, you can set aside 10 to 15 minutes to plan out your week, to know what's coming up, what challenges to be expected, and what is exciting you. And then of course, you have your daily planner with your schedule and your hourly list of activities, making sure a checklist to make sure you're doing all of those personal development and habits to make you a better person. And of course, your list of things to do and your priority tasks so that you are staying on task. You know what's coming up when and you're able to do the things that you need to do. So go ahead and grab your planner now. It is available on Amazon. That is the Stepping Up Planner, Intentional Living for the Ambitious Woman. Grab your copy now and change your life. Welcome to the Stepping Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Gingrich, a busy working mom who spent years searching for the perfect career and balance, only to find it's not about the job and that balance is not even real. I have found myself in love with personal development, which has led me to leaving my full-time job with nothing but a prayer and a ton of faith. Today, I'm bringing you inspiration through my own journey and interviews with amazing people who have followed their dreams and teaching you how to love yourself and become who you are meant to be. It is time to redefine life as a working mom. And I hope that you find the inspiration here to follow your dreams and take your own path through this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the Stepping Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Gingrich, and I'm so excited to have you here with us today. We are about to have a really incredible conversation that uh, will benefit all women those of us who are working moms, but really all women in general. And I guarantee you're going to gain some wisdom and knowledge from this conversation that you can go share with the other women in your life. And we can continue this educational circle to do better and to be better. So I'm so, so excited to have Rini Kana here with us today. She is the founder of Love Your Moon Cycle, a clinical herbalist and purveyor of ancient wisdom and medicine. Over the last five years, she has been helping women around the world battle that dreaded PMS and painful periods, but she is using ancient medicinal wisdom and Ayurveda. Did I say that correctly? I always get that one wrong. (laughs) Not only have these women that she's worked with been able to find relief from painful periods, but they've also transformed their lives to feel what we all want, energized and vibrant throughout their cycle. So welcome to the podcast, Rini. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. So happy to be here. 
Awesome. So tell us, because I'm fascinated and want to know how you got into this line of work that you do. Yeah. I mean, I think for most holistic practitioners, it's a journey, right? You go, you start off with your own health and you find yourself in a place where, you know, nothing is really working or you're, you're frustrated because it's one health issue after another and one medication after another. And you kind of just have to hit rock bottom and then you stumble into, for me, it was something Ayurveda is something that's been in my family. Um, I'm an Indian background. So it's something that I was learning from my grandmother, but you kind of just, I thought it was a hobby until I had to apply it to my own health needs and really dig in and understand what it is. Um, And so when I was down physically, mentally, emotionally, it was the ancient medicine that I turned to, to get me out of it. Mm. It helped me so much that I actually decided to go back to school, become a herbalist, um, which is what I did. And I started to feel much better. I used to have knee issues. Um, Doctors told me I can never dance again. I now run my own dance school. I can dance eight to 10 hours a week. No problem. Right. Um, I also had panic attacks, nightmares. I was, I had pneumonia at one point. I think that was my lowest point. Um, And I managed to reverse, you know, all of that and overcome all of that using ancient medicine. And so I decided to leave my corporate career and become a herbalist. And I started a dance school and I started to learn all sorts of things and and make a lot of changes in my life. But then I stumbled across this wisdom of of moon cycles. And I, you know, it's just, it was such a, it's an ancient Aboriginal story. And when I read it, I was just blown away. I had never looked at my menstrual cycle in that way. Mm. And um, what it is, it's basically just, compares your cycle to the phases of the moon or to mother earth seasons. And I think where the real insight came was when I looked at everything I knew about Ayurveda and the chakras, I was like, you can map this right onto a woman's menstrual cycle. And then you start to nourish yourself differently throughout your cycle to make yourself feel better. So kind of the same way that you would eat seasonally or behave seasonally, right? Like in the winter, we tend to have less energy in the summer. We're out and active you can do that the same thing during your cycle. So you have an inner winter, which is when you have your period, you're in your winter, you want to hibernate, you think of a a new moon, she's dark, she's hidden, she doesn't want to be seen. Like, don't we all feel that way on our period? We all just want to curl up in a ball and lie down. And then as you come off your period, you have this new spring-like energy, you feel new, you feel refreshed. Literally, you're in a waxing moon, you're in your spring phase of your cycle. And then you get into full bloom when you're ovulating, right? That's your summer, your inner summer. And you want to be out there. You're like a a full moon, shiny, bright. You want everyone to see you. You want to connect with people um, and you just want to get out there. And then you go into PMS, which is a waning moon or autumn, a lot of release going on. We all can, you know, um, I I guess resonate with that feeling of releasing emotions, releasing things, a lot of things coming up. So you're in that PMS phase, which is your autumn or the waning moon. And then you go back into the new moon. And when I learned about this and I thought, wow, this is how I am. This is who I am. I'm cyclical like this, but I live in a linear patriarch and I'm expected to show up consistently (laughs) throughout my life. So I've been trying to, it's become a dreaded thing for me, my cycle, right? And if you, you know, you go through this process when you're holistically healing yourself of self-love, right? And self-appreciation and Mm self-worth. And if you're feeling um, distance from your menstrual cycle, you're not getting that full self-love. There's still a part of you that's frustrating and that's a curse and you feel trapped in your body. So this was the missing puzzle piece for me. And I kind of, when I stumbled upon it and I mapped Ayurveda onto it, which we'll get into in a bit, 
I was like, wow, this is life-changing for women. Mm. Like it was life-changing for me and for any woman I've, I've shared it with, it was game-changing. And that's when I decided I'm going to dedicate my life to spreading this wisdom around the world and changing the way women experience their menstrual cycle. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And even as you said it of our journeys and what we teach and share always starts with us healing and doing something for ourselves and going through our own journey and then turning around and sharing it with others. So I think that's just so beautiful and um, how blessed you are to grow up with Ayurveda in your life. It's something I don't know much about, um, but what a blessing for you to be able to learn it from your grandmother and then to be able to use it. You know, we all kind of, we have those phases where we learn what we we learn from our you know, family as we're younger and then we rebel. And then we're like, wait, maybe the parts of what they were teaching were right. And then we come back to it. So I think that's really, really beautiful. So just wanted to acknowledge that for you. So can you tell us, cause I've never really talked about Ayurveda on the podcast. I don't know how much my listeners know. So can you dive into that piece of everything? Absolutely. So Ayurveda, it's basically ancient um, Indian uh, medicinal system. And um, yeah, I'll give you some basic principles. So number one, they believed that everything in this world is made up of five elements and that's earth, water, fire, air, and ether. So you're a combination of the elements. Everything you eat is a combination of the elements. The seasons, um, different elements come alive during different seasons. Mm. So everything is viewed based on these five elements. Yeah. Um, and these elements have different attributes that can basically be balanced using the principle of opposites. So mm. if you the element of fire, for example, this one's easy, it's hot. Um, so if you have excess fire element in your body, you can balance that by cooling it down and, yeah. and turning to foods that are cooling, um, you know, thoughts that are cooling, you know, lifestyle changes that will cool your body down, anything like that. So it's literally just balancing through opposites. Mm. What's unique about Ayurveda is that instead of using a standard of numbers to say, okay, here's a normal range for fire element in the body or a normal range for air, it looks at who you are. So it says everything is okay. You are created in your unique combination of these elements in order to fulfill your purpose here in life or on this planet. Um, and so it's very important for you to remain in balance. It's not mm. important for you to fall within a certain range, but it's yeah. more important to know what's your ideal mm. and to stay there. So it's about alignment. It's about knowing your body type and trying to stick to it so that you can be purposeful while you're here. So that to me was like the biggest thing, because it's not just saying, it's saying that the way that you think and the way that you you look and mm. the way that you act and your characteristics and behavior are actually there to serve you but they yeah. stop serving you when you go off balance. Mm. So yeah. That, yeah, the gist of it, really. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense of the balancing. So how do you now take all of that and combine that in with your cycle? So we have basically, so what they did is they, they narrowed it down to three body types, right? There's three okay. basic body types. Um, the first one is kapha, which is a combination of earth and water. Second one is Pitta, which is a combination of fire and water. Okay. And the last is Vata, which is air and ether. Okay. So when you think about this, just think about the energy. So Kapha, earth and water, this is a dense energy. I think about the earth in the spring. It's like this dry, you know, um, ground, and then it starts raining a lot and it becomes muddy and it becomes dense and heavy. That's Kapha, right? Okay. Um, and then you move into Pitta, which is, it's warming up. It's, it's. Mm-hmm 
humidity, it's fire, it's, it's all of those hot, fiery energies. Okay. Yeah. And then vata, air and ether, it's light, it's quick moving, air moves very quickly, it's autumn, right? Mm. So you've got um, vata, which is like, I would say like late fall to early winter, where you've got that cool, crisp wind. That's like the biggest way to think about it is yep. air and winter. And you can, you literally feel the magic in the air, right? You've got Halloween going on and all of those things. It's, it's that magical kind of time of year. Yeah. And then you go into spring, which is earth and water, which is kapha season. And then summer, which is pitta, right? Wow. Now, remember, you have your own inner seasons. <laughs> so if you look at when you come off of your period, you're in your kapha phase of your cycle. Yep. And then you move into pitta as you, as you go into closer to ovulation. Yeah. Vata when you're on PMS. Mm. Another way to look at it, if anyone is familiar with chakras, because um, that's another part of ancient Indian medicine is a chakra. Yeah. Um, when you come off your period or when you're on your period, you're in your top. So the crown chakra, we call Mm -hmm. it, um, this is when you're connected to divine, you come out, you're into your root. So the root chakra is you're at the base of your spine. Mm -hmm. And this is all about foundation and roots, right? We call the root chakra. And then from there, you move into your sacral and sacral is just above the root. So kind of moving up the spine, right? Sacral is your reproductive organs. It's about creativity. It's about taking things like birthing things, right? So like the seed coming up through the soil in the springtime. Um, It's your seed of creation as a woman, your reproductive organs. From there, you move into your solar plexus. So these are being activated, right? So you come off your period, your root chakra is activated. Mm -hmm. Your sacral chakra gets activated as you get more heat in the body. Your um, your solar plexus, which is your willpower, gets activated. This is mm. your digestive fire. Your um, it's you're starting to warm up in the body. Yeah. Your temperature is actually getting warmer, right? Then you go into the heart chakra, which is when you're ovulating. Now this makes sense because our heart is where we connect to the mm. outside world. We connect yeah. to each other. You're ovulating. You're wanting to mate. You're looking for a mate. The best mm-hmm. way to find one is to through the heart, right? Connect <laughs> with others. Be out there. Be shiny. <laughs> Right. And then you, you activate your throat chakra. Um, throat chakra is about uh, communication. It's about, it's more about truth though than communication. Mm. So this is why women start to have things like a sudden feeling about something or an insight mm. and that, that's something that things that don't normally bother you don't have patience for it. Cause you're just seeing it in a different way. And <laughs> this energy comes at you. The truth mm-hmm. is revealed and you just kind of blurt it out. Right. <laughs> um, and then you move from throat into the third eye. So we're now seeing PMS, our third eye chakra is activated and we start to get intuitive insight. We start mm. to, our inner world comes alive. And this is mm. why women start to crave solitude during PMS because you've got all these feelings and thoughts. A lot of women get anxiety that those thoughts can turn into anxiety. They can, yeah. the, the resentful thoughts might come up. And so you're feeling angry all the time or the sad thoughts you feel yeah right all of this yeah your mind is alive and you're, you're not knowing so here's what happens right so uh, to finish that off then you move into the crown chakra and you're on your period and you're connected to divine and you're mm-hmm. in that lighter energy yeah um, but what's happening to us as women is that these um air and ether these lighter chakras the throat and the third eye it's about um emotion intuition mm-hmm. feeling dream yeah. We don't know how to deal with this. We're really good at dealing with rational thought, logic, process. Mm-hmm. This, those are great, right? It's how the world works. 
but all of this inner stuff we don't ever talk about. So women get the energy and they don't know how to deal with it. And then we don't have channel and process. And then we're, you know, I've, I've had clients that sadly have broken off very important relationships in their life over during PMS, right? And they can't mend it because we say things and we do things that then we regret. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much was piled in there. And I think it's so amazing. And for me, and I think for a lot of uh, women who are listening, it's, it's understanding. And as I kind of learned about cycles and what it means, it really gave me permission to say, it's okay to want to like not be around people. That's normal. That's where I'm so I'm supposed to not want to be around people and to be internal and, and doing all of those things. So just sharing what you shared. I mean, talking about the cycle and the seasons and the chakras and the Ayurveda, it's a lot of information, but it's, it's also a lot of permission. Like this is what's happening to you. And this is where you need to be. So allow yourself to be there. So if somebody's listening and they're like, I don't even know, like how you said, like, I didn't always track my cycle. Like I didn't pay attention. Like, Oh, well, there it is. Like, wasn't prepared for that. You know, you mm-hmm. track it when you want to have kids, but another than that, like you're not worried about it. So if someone's going to start really at the very beginning and say, okay, I just want to, where do I begin with all of this information? Yeah. Um, and you hit like two super important points. Like this is what I tell clients. Cause they always say, well, what are the do's and don'ts of like, you know, this whole thing. And I'm like, there's only one do. And that is to honor your cyclical nature <gasps> Accept it and just say, you know what? Cause and as a herbalist to me, it's all about plants, right? If a plant is flourishing, you're not going to blame the plant. You're going to change the, the things around it. You're going to change mm. the sun, the water, the soil, right? Same thing with you. You're not flourishing because you're not accepting that cyclical part of you. And when you resist things, that's what creates pain in our life. Whenever we start to resist, resistance creates pain. Yeah. So number one, accept that you're cyclical and that it's okay. And that's normal. Um, and I would say the other thing is tracking is the other huge part of it, right? Like just understanding that our, our period isn't something that's just there for, for reproductive purposes, right? (laughs) For years, women were just kind of viewed as that, like, okay, they're just kind of like making babies and that, but there's so much more to your cycle that's happening to you all the time. Even when you're not men's, like when you've, when you've gone through menopause, you're still cyclical and you're cyclical before you start your period, right? That's part of being a woman. And yeah, so I think accepting that and then tracking it and being really in tune with mm-hmm. it because it's really running your life. And if you try not to let it run your life, you're just avoiding something that's inevitable. So that'd be the first two things I would say. Um, I will add one more way to kind of simplify it, right? Mm-hmm. So you can actually, if you're familiar with the yin and yang symbol, you can map this right on the cycle. So the first half mm-hmm. of your cycle, you're in your masculine energies, right? And as you, when you're ovulating, you're kind of there where you're entering the black part, like a little tail part, and then there's the white dot. So your masculine is still a little bit there, but you're entering the darker feminine phase when you go into PMS, the second half of your cycle, right? So that's kind of another way to look at it. And if you look at masculine energies, it's about um, doing, it's right. Masculine is all about the doing, taking action, the structure, the teens, the, you know, outwards kind of things that look very productive on the outside, right? Whereas the feminine is about receiving. She's about emotion, intuition, reflection is a really big one. That's why you want to be alone because reflection should be done alone and not in the presence of the people or the situations you're reflecting on. Yeah. Right. It's really important. So 
once we understand this and we accept the fact that when we live in a linear patriarch, the masculine energies are much easier tolerated. We accept them more. And when we're not in those masculine energies, we almost beat up on ourselves and that chips away at our self-esteem. And I think that's the, the other thing that women need to stop doing is thinking that I have these ups and downs. You don't have any ups and downs. You're just cyclical. And once you track it, you'll understand it much better. I love that you describe that, that it's not an up and down. It's, it's a, it's a circle it's, and you guys can't see, but she was drawing a circle with her hands. It's like, it's not an up and down. It's not a roller coaster. It's a cycle. And we're going to keep repeating that cycle and to work not against it, but within it. So if we've got this linear model that so much of our society follows and believes in, and we're going, all right, I'm cyclical. Well, now how in the world do I work as a cyclical human being with a linear society? How do I put them together? And how do I work within that to also serve myself? Yeah. And that's the, that's the most challenging part because this is going to take women supporting women. And that was why I started off by like, let's just educate women because back in the day, they actually used to have red tents where women would go to when they're, when they were menstruating to be taken care of, to have the ability to go into solitude. Cause like, let's face it, like towards that end of your cycle, when you're getting close to your period, you don't want to cook. You don't want to clean. You don't want to be. So this is about community, right? And this is for, for working moms, especially like this is, you don't just, when you're planning your carpool, for example, just say like, I, you know what, those two weeks, I don't want to do it, but I'll do extra, right? We're probably, yes. I'll do Mondays and you do Tuesdays. We need to change that thinking because that's still very linear. It's about, okay, hey, I now I know my cycle and I'm in tune with it. And I know it's getting out ahead of it. I know that I can't pick up the slack or leaning on each other for support. And, and we can't always do that. You know, I started off by saying, okay, so I'm not going to order takeout for like the first two weeks of my cycle because I know I have that energy. Yep. And then as I start slowing down, I'm going to just order takeout guilt-free because I know it's a cycle and this is temporary and it's going to end. And I know that's the key, right? Because when you start doing it, you don't see an end to it. You start beating up on yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's about that. It's about, you know, I actually go through with my clients, we sit down, we look at their life and we start to identify which things they should be doing in the first half of the cycle mm. and which things in the second half. Right. So for example, you want to do your sales pitch or your important meetings and interviews yeah. when populating, because you're going to make connection with people, right. Mm. And be intuitive on what they need to hear. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So you used all of this. So we're talking in a very, I don't know how to explain it, but like a very external world. And I think I want to talk a little bit more from the healing because I think there's, there's all of this, there's managing your life, there's living, you know, there's the things we have to do. And and that we talk about that a lot on the podcast because it is a lot of working moms. And this is the situation we're in. We've got work, we've got meetings, we've got kids to pick up, we've got soccer. I mean, this is just my life, but And dinner to cook and, you know, birthday parties to go to. So um, being able to do that is so, so powerful. So I love that we've had that conversation, but I also really want to touch on this healing because I think there's a lot of things that we think that we need to turn to, to medicine. And Mm -hmm. you said all those medications and saying, 
well, not only can my cycle help me here in, in my life, like in my everyday world, but I've got this pain that's holding me back from doing this, or this is overtaking my mind. So really taking that from the external to the internal saying, let's, let's kind of shift. Cause I think I want to dive into that because it's just really, really beautiful of taking that internalness and saying, when I can heal internally, I can heal all of that and kind of move through that. Are you okay? Are we, are you okay moving there? That's a huge part of it. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought, brought it oh, up good. because as, as women. So when I said that PMS is actually your autumn phase and you're releasing yeah. um, in Ayurveda, the root cause of almost all chronic illness is a uh, accumulation of toxic energy, which mm. then <laughs> first in your aura, then in your tissues, and then kind of manifest into a chronic ailment. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're releasing energy every single month as a woman, that is your opportunity to start releasing that toxic energy before <sighs> it becomes a chronic ailment, right? Yes. So- where the real magic lies because your PMS is always telling you something. And when I talked about the five elements, it's actually telling you exactly where you're off balance from your original nature. Every mm-hmm. single time. So what I do with women is I say, okay, let's decode PMS. I call it decoding PMS. Yes. We're going to sit down and look at all your symptoms and understand what they're showing us about your body, about what's actually mm. going on. Look at your emotions, what's showing us, what's manifesting slowly. If you're feeling a lot of angry emotions, for example, these are eventually going to manifest in the cardiovascular system. It's going to manifest into, you know, things like IBS. Like it could be, uh, there's a whole plethora of things that go along with that. Then there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of things that go along with excess earth energy, right? So this is, the, this is where the healing part comes in. This is why I was able to heal because then I started to, instead of trying to medicate the symptoms away, I allow them to persist because when they persist, you're starting to release the energies. Cause if you avoid your, your discomfort, yeah. you're not getting the message. You're just, you know, the discomfort yeah. is there to say, okay, you got to do something about this. And you're like, well, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to do anything. Yep. So start, this is where we have to start first. And then we start to do stuff about it. And then you start to notice. And that's why I said in, in, in the intro, when you mentioned that it's not just about stopping PMS, it's about feeling healthier overall because you can't just heal one thing and not heal the whole body right (laughs) pms is definitely a clue and it's definitely the way to it's it's actually um what i found really interesting is the society of obstetricians and gynecologists have actually recommended on several occasions Mm. to make a woman's menstrual cycle a fifth vital sign wow yeah that's huge really huge (laughs) yeah it's telling you what's happening in the body. It's telling you what's happening with your emotions and your life. Yeah. So if someone's having these um, issues or concerns, whatever, I mean, the, the plethora of things that could happen to say, it's not normal. Let's look at it. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> As women, we've grown so accustomed to, this is part of the curse of being a woman. This is what <sighs> It's not normal. It is not normal to be in pain. We didn't come here to suffer. We came here. Those, this is, you know, whatever you believe in your higher self, your whatever mm-hmm. trying to tell you where you can make changes in your life to not just feel better physically, but to start to create the life you desire. Because once you start to change your thought patterns and your behavior, mm-hmm. you start creating the things around you that you really, really want. Right. And that, yeah. that's the biggest difference. That's, I love that because it's so true. We, we spend so much time 
uh, and, you know, coming from a working mom of like, well, this is normal. I'm supposed to be tired and exhausted and frustrated. And, and you're like, well, this is just a part of life. And it's when we go, no, it's not a part of life. So I love that you bringing in all of this, our cycles, like painful periods is not normal and it doesn't need to just be medicated. You can, you can heal it. And there are ways to do that. A hundred percent. And if we, what if we flipped that on our head and said that painful periods and PMS is not normal. What's normal is that we're cyclical, right? That's the normal part. The abnormal part is that we're trying to make it, we're making it painful by trying to not be cyclical. That's what's not normal, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we're working against every time we work against it's our pain saying, nope, no, 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 no. Like you need to look the other way. This is not right. And then we, what do we do? We try to push through it. Well, let me just push through. Let me do a little more. Let me ignore it. Let me pretend like it's not there. Yeah. Take a painkiller or, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Pop that pill and and go to bed. Like it doesn't exist. I don't have time for this right now kind of thing. And then your body whispers and then it speaks to you and then it screams and yells and you don't want to wait. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm totally speaking from experience. I've been there. I did that. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you share all of this. So tell us, um, do you have any uh, like stories, whether it's your personal story or just testimonials of clients that you've worked with that you're like, this is where she was and this is what happened, or this is where I was. And this is what happened that you could just kind of share, because I always believe sharing stories allows, even if it's not exactly what someone else has gone through, they can find themselves in the story and go, well, if it was possible for them, then yeah. it's possible for me. Cause they can listen to this conversation and go, Oh, you guys are, this is great. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. But to really go, Oh my, Oh my, wow. So do you have anything like that, that you could, could share? Yeah. Um, I could share my own personal story. Yeah, that's fine. It's perfect. Absolutely. I mean, I was, um, I was a, in a toxic marriage, um, and I was having nightmares. I was having panic attacks. I was, I was actually, uh, I have my, my background is actually, I have my master's in business. Hmm. So I was an, an exec at Disney and, um, I just, it just didn't, something didn't feel right about it. Right. It just yeah. wasn't me. And I felt out of alignment, but I had to travel quite a bit. I had to work crazy hours. I, you know, I lived in London, England. I was doing all sorts of crazy things and kept, you know, like we talked about medicating it away. And then I decided that I was going to, I had kids and then I decided that, okay, well, it's impossible for two people to have such busy lives and raise, we have three kids. So to raise three kids. Yeah. Um, and so someone had to sacrifice and I sacrificed. And then the next thing I knew I'm, I'm down and out. So if you're, you're feeling any of this, like I didn't know who I was, I was gaining weight. I had bloating um, after my second child, I had bloating to the point where like when I, right before my period, people would actually ask me if I was pregnant again, mm. I'd back to back. And they're like, oh, she's probably having the third. Right. And like, it's so embarrassing and it chips away at you're like, I felt horrible about my body. So if you're feeling this, I felt trapped in my body. I felt like mm. a victim. It, I was like, what's going on with it? If, if, you know, if once you have kids, we all know this, like you, your body becomes a stranger to you. You're like, what the heck just happened? I had two emergency C-sections. The last one was um, natural. So like my body had been through through hell. Like I had infections that were unidentified and it was antibiotics after antibiotics. Mm. Um, and I really didn't see any kind of like 
ray of light, Mm -hmm. like despite what I knew, I didn't. And I'd given up dance, which was my passion. Um, I was depressed. I had anxiety. I had panic attacks. I had nightmares, like I said. And then I realized that the journey really goes like this. And this is what I do with my clients too, is that when we're in physical pain, it's actually virtually impossible. Someone comes along and says, well, just get out ahead of it. Just do this. And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm in pain, like physical pain on it. You can't even think about that. So the first part of the journey is always to put an end to that physical pain. And a lot of it is going to be diet and it's going to be lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where I got lost. I was like, there's a plethora of diets out there. What am I supposed to do? Stop Stop eating this, stop eating, you know, stop eating dairy. But then where I come from, dairy is like sacred food. So why would you stop eating dairy? Look at everything. So it was, um, it was, that was part of the journeys. And this is where a lot, I find when my clients come to me, a lot of women are in that place where they're like, well, I tried this and I tried that and I lost weight, but then I gained it back. And we've all been on that, right. That Mm -hmm. yoga. Oh yeah. (laughs) I I went through that for years. And then I, I was like, okay, I need to, you know, I I turned to Ayurveda and I was like, okay, I need to understand my body type. And I need to, so I went through that journey And as you start coming out of the physical pain, that's when you're like, wait a sec, what triggered that pain in the first place? Why Mm -hmm. did that happen to me? And, you know, why didn't, like, for example, you know, why did that manifest in my knees as knee pain, as opposed to something else? And why didn't, you know, or why does one person, and I started to see this when I worked in clinic too, I was like, well, why does one person get migraines and another person gets something completely different? Yeah. Um, And so you know, that's when I start to understand that our thoughts and our emotions are where it all begins. Mm, and yeah. that's when start, that's the second part of the journey is once you kind of calm down that physical pain, you start yep. to feel, you don't have to be physically, I wasn't even hundred percent physically. I was literally yeah. like maybe 20% better physically, <laughs> yeah. but it was enough to start the emotional journey yeah. and then start digging. So if that's where, you know, your listeners are at, where you're exhausted address that, give it the time that it needs. If you have mm-hmm. to downtime, some me time. Uh, I have somebody I'm working with right now. She's literally taking a whole week off during the whole, like skipping this year and saying, I'm just going away by myself. No one can reach me by phone. No one can do anything. Right. right. Yes. That's beautiful. <laughs> week. It's a week of your life. But <gasps> And this is, um, I did a workshop yesterday and we talked about this where it's, it's what you're craving is if you want energy, but you need to kind of stop doing, stop, yeah. like pull back yeah. so that you then have more energy. Everything's like a slingshot, but it's the pulling back part, which is so hard because we're like, we don't have the time, right? Yep. So you go through that. And I went through that emotional journey. I had to leave my marriage, which was really tough, mm. you know, go back to school and do all of these things. But like I said, now here I am running a dance school, sharing this wisdom with other women. Um, you know, it's, it, I'm more vibrant today. I'm in my mid forties. I'm more vibrant now than when I was in my twenties and I was a dancing eight hours a day too in my twenties. So yeah, shows you where I was at now where I'm, and I think, you know, um, I had a woman come to me and she was, um, she said to me that, um, I have just, uh, she was, I think she was like late thirties. I think, no, maybe she's 40 around there. Yeah. She said to me, I've just come to accept that now that I'm 40, it's just going to be downhill. And I know that my energy oh. is finished, but I just need you to like, help me slow that process down. <gasps> and then we went to the, I was like, there's no way we're slowing this down. We're just no. around. <laughs> <laughs> and she did right. Like she, she, 
she she took it all on and at the end of it she was like you're right you you can actually feel better it doesn't have to be downhill that's that's a myth so that's beautiful oh my gosh I love and um even saying, I just want to slow it down. I just want to be as vibrant as I can because I know it's going to go downhill. Or um, I think a lot of people also say, well, I just have to wait until my kids are this age or they get a little bit older. And I have some more like, this is just the time of life I'm in. And it's, you know, my kids were real little when I was like, I'm done. I need to do something. I think my youngest was three. It was 2018. So he's six. So yeah, he was three. And I was like, Oh, something like something needs to go. Cause this is not how I'm going to live until you're 18 years old and you're out of the house. Like, this is just not going to work. And, you know, we all have our journeys and our stories. So thank you for, for sharing yours and for, for telling us about it. And, and hopefully, and I'm sure you did giving people who are listening hope say, there's something I can do there. There is hope for me. I don't have to continue to be like this. So with that being said, how can folks, connect with you and learn from you and even possibly work with you if that's if that's what they're feeling called to do. Yeah, um, the best way to um, learn more, you can go to my website, www.loveyourmooncycle.com. <laughs> Download the free guide um, and then get in touch with me. I offer a free painless period call 15 minute consult where you know, you can tell me what you're feeling and I can see what we can do to help. Um, so they can definitely book one of those. And I think Instagram is also a great way to just come hang out, learn more. I post a lot of videos about this wisdom and just how to apply it, practical ways to apply it to your day-to-day life. Awesome. And I will put all of those links in the show notes for folks to easily get to you and connect with you. So Rini, thank you for bringing your presence and your knowledge and your energy to our interview today. And I'm just so grateful to have to have met you in this way and to be able to learn and chat with you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me on the Stepping Up podcast. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on iTunes so that we can share this message with more and more people. Together, let's redefine what life as a working mom looks like and feels like. Until next time, have a great one.